Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. You can follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. We're continuing on with Psalm 119, this beautiful Monday, and reading from the Common English Bible. We are on the, what is it, fourth section of a 22-section passage in this psalm. Ready? Let's go. Lord, teach me what your statutes are about, and I will guard every part of them. Help me understand so I can guard your instruction and keep it with all my heart. Lead me to the trail of your commandments because this is what I want. Turn my heart to your Lord, to your laws, not to greedy gain. Turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Make me live by your ways. Confirm your promise to your servant. The promise that is for all those who honor you. Remove the insults that I dread because your rules are good. Look how I desire your precepts. Make me live by your righteousness. Our psalmist continues with his dialogue with God regarding the closer walk with him. The closer walk comes by living by God's word, his commandments, statutes, or precepts, as he calls them. The psalmist almost pleads with God to help him understand the commands or to be able to live by them. Fun fact, in your Bible there are more laws given than just those outlined in Exodus chapter 20 verses 2 through 17 or Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 6 through 21, which we know as the Ten Commandments. The book of Leviticus and Numbers contain laws as well. There were hundreds of laws that the Israelites had to live by hundreds of them that dealt from how they were to live with their neighbor in community, how they were to hygiene, what they were to eat, how they were to worship God. There were a lot. And perhaps this is why the psalmist asked God to help him. Can you imagine trying to live with hundreds of do's and don'ts and to do this on this day and that day you don't do this and this day you do do this? And the... Is it possible? Of course not. So that's one role that the priest had was to continually make atonement for the sins of the of the nation of Israel, right? God anticipated their failure as well as yours and I. Hence Jesus. But our psalmist desires to please God, right? During this time, he he wants to obey his instructions and to live by them, and so he asks for insight into God's word. Insight or knowledge is what we do when we read our Bible by ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit for a revelation. It's when we in, engage in Bible study with others and listen to our pastors. All of this is us trying to gain a better understanding of God's Word. And by default, we then gain a better understanding of God, right? And we learn more about who He is and who who we are in him we learn what he designed us to be in him we achieve a better relationship not a better relationship but a better understanding or insight into our own selves isn't that wonderful (laughs) by learning more about God we end up learning more about us because he's our creator and we're made in his image (laughs) but continuing on 
the psalmist asked God to keep his mind away from those things that are not in accordance with his laws. He recognizes the potential to be seduced by greed and wealth. What he's essentially asking for is wisdom to navigate through life, to learn what to prioritize after he prioritizes God's word, to learn to enjoy the material blessings of God, but to recognize that they are just things and not to put his attention on uh, materialistic pleasures or pursuits, you know, to have proper perspective. Then we get to verse 38 where he asks the Lord to confirm the promise made. Confirm the promise made. Now, this could be the promise um, that God made to Abraham, right? When he said that he would create a great nation out of Abraham and that they would have the land, which is key to the promise. Recall that this psalm could have been written when they were um, in exile away from the promised land. Therefore, the psalmist could be asking God to return them to that promised land. Or it could be referring to the promise made in Isaiah where where God promises that he will reunite, you know, Israel, the children, that they would be one once again. But it's still tied to the land, is it not? Or it could refer to a specific promise made that God made to him personally. I doubt it because it says that this is for all those who honor you. But we, but we really don't know. But what we do know <laughs> is that the psalmist is saying, God, don't, don't forget the promise. Don't forget what you promised me. Don't forget what you promised us. Right? Now, the question for us is, does God forget? No. The only thing that he does forget are our sins once we confess them. And we're grateful for that. Verse 39 suggests that, Our psalmist is under scrutiny for his attempt at living in accordance with God's word. People are picking at him, singling him out, mocking him. And this would be understandable if he's living in um, or amongst non-Jewish people such as the Babylonians, right? However, he still could be experiencing this within the family of Israelites. (laughs) And that's the sad commentary when we're being mocked by the people who should be encouraging us. And this happens so often. And that is why I think it's so shocking for us, you know, when our family members or our spouses, our children, are the very ones who are criticizing us instead of providing us with support. It it devastates us. They badger you, they mock you for your commitment for living a life that honors God. And you're bewildered, right? It's disappointing. But we are still to stand fast. I know it's just discouraging. But we can run to our Savior, right? We can run to our Savior and lament and, and we can cry. Jesus experienced betrayal by, the, by one of his 12, right? And I also think he probably experienced, you know, a little bit of betrayal by his brothers and sisters. He had to have had more brothers and sisters. Mary, you know, had more children after him. And the Bible really doesn't refer to his siblings, right? Other than his brother James. If Jesus experienced it, of course we would too. Yet Jesus knew his calling and continued to walk in that direction. Which is what he asks us to do. To walk toward his voice. To listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit which guides us into the truth of who God is 
and reveals his will and plans for our lives. Saturday, I spoke to, you know, limiting what you hear to eliminate the negative energy, right? To be selective. Well, this means that you really just don't buy into everything that you're being told. To be single focused on God. And it may get you down for a while, but just don't let it allow you to stay down by him. So today, let's make up our minds to simply follow God's direction, to delight in his word as our psalmist is is trying to do. It's a good example of, you know, opening our hearts up, wanting to do the will of God, to not get overwhelmed in the season, right? But to surrender each day to him. Caregiving is a behemoth of a beast, right? This season is hard. But if you take it one task at a time, one day at a time, you will master it. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're a caregiver. That's your calling right now. And God may have promised you many things personally and collectively, like he will never leave you or forsake you. And God never forgets his promise. So let's take courage in that. Father, we thank you for this day, for giving us the desire to want to follow you, the desire to allow you to be the priority of our lives, and a desire to get to know you through your word so that we can have a growing relationship with you. Thank you for pursuing us. And thank you for being a God who never forgets your promises. Thank you for your love and your patience and your peace, even during this season of caregiving, of hardship, of trial. Help us to realize that despite of all that is going on around us, that you are still God and that you are good you love us and that you are always available for us thank you for being a god of peace and a god of promise this we ask in jesus name amen all right my podcast family let's follow god today and minister the act of caregiving in the name of jesus bye